This is Nate Peterson, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey, everybody. So this is Matt with another interview from Sync. And I'm um, sitting down with Nate Peterson right now. And Nate and I actually met at After Dark. I don't know. That was like, I don't know, a year ago? It wasn't a year ago. It was like a couple months ago. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It all bleeds together. It all bleeds together. We were in Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Nate was speaking at After Dark. And I sat down with him for a while and talked to him about what he was doing with his sports and volume and all that stuff. And I was really inspired. And he has some really amazing stuff going on. So give us a little introduction about who you are and what you do and all that stuff, so so I don't butcher it. All right. Well, I'm Nate Peterson. I'm a portrait photographer from New Richmond, Wisconsin. Um, we specialize in high school seniors and their families. And then, as you mentioned, I also do volume sports and then some corporate work as well. Uh, my wife, Teresa, and I live uh, in our studio. It's kind of a commercial building that we built an apartment with, and we have our French bulldog, Curly, there. Uh, that's awesome. So I've always wanted an English bulldog, but... Um, I would take any bulldog right now, to be honest with you. So is there anything um, in particular that um, you'd want us to know about you? You know, maybe just not looking at your website or whatever. Sure. With my clients or in my area, I guess I'm known for edgy sports images, but I think more so what I'm finding out is we're really known for telling the story of every senior we work with. So we take it to a deep level, not just create pretty pictures of them, but kind of put their legacy into an album um, on a business level or on a photographer to photographer level. I'm a big proponent of projection sales and sustainable business practices. So if you're seeing me speaking somewhere, that's usually what it's about. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause I know you spoke at imaging last year. Well, I guess it would whatever a couple of, yeah, we can't keep track of dates now, like 14 months ago or whatever. And I heard really good things about that. And that's one of the reasons why I sat down with you, um, at After Dark, because I just want to pick your brain. So I'm going to take you on a tangent real quick, because he does this really cool thing. You guys should maybe the images on his website. So he does. So you live in in Minnesota, Minnesota, in, in New Richmond, Wisconsin, but it's just across the border yeah, from, so, so from Minnesota. Yeah, the north of north of North America it feels like. Yes. But, um, you do a lot of hockey players, and you show this technique, which probably to hockey photographers is really cool. But um, to get the reflection on the ice, you said like that you wet the ice. Yeah. Um, in a Two, shoot, two fifty gallon. Pails of water? Is so, that what they are? Five-gallon pail? Whatever whatever the big bucket that bird seed or stuff yeah, comes so in? Five-gallon bucket, yeah, yeah. five-gallon bucket. So you, uh, so you, you put, put them all there, and then you just like spray it with water, and then it reflects. Yeah, or pour, pour out the bucket from each side, and you've got a nice reflection. And it, it looks so good, and I was yeah. just blown away. And I was like, this guy is about details. I like this guy a lot. And so yeah, that's really, really Actually, awesome. Actually, one of the coaches taught me that. So really? That was... That isn't even a photography tip. That's a, the coach told me. Well, that. yeah, because it's like you're like your own Zamboni machine for like exactly. just a small portion of the ice. Yeah, you can tell those kids a thousand times, don't skate out in front of the bench, and somebody doesn't hear it, they go cut it up. And <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's kind of a little secret sauce. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so kind of the theme of the podcast is what's working now. So tell us a little bit of story, like what's working now for you and, um, what you can share with us. Okay. Well, what brought me to imaging and what brought me to sync is kind of a little, I guess it's, it's my original idea, whether there's other people out there doing it. I, I looked at the wedding industry and came up with, I looked at how they had an all inclusive album in their package. Like I, I don't photograph your wedding without 
giving you an album in the package and therefore my baseline prices are higher yeah, to get in the door. Right. So, so we, we took that into the senior market and so we call that the grand experience and our base package is every senior gets a three hour session with hair and makeup and then uh, at minimum a 10 spread hardcover album. Yeah, that's awesome. And so like they're getting, so I, you're, they're getting products are coming to you for that. And you know, up front, they're investing this much, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the downside, I mean, it's, so it, we call it the grand experience. It's a thousand dollars. So naturally there's going to be some phone calls saying how much are senior pictures. And when you throw out a number like that, they're expecting a hundred, 150, something like that. And then they have the option to buy whatever. This is just being pretty straightforward that you're at least going to spend this. And fact is, the people that come through the door at that usually spend two to three times more than that. Sure, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And so, how long? So, how long have you been doing that? Is, it seemed like a little while. Yeah, we started. Um, it we morphed, or uh, what's my word for that? We moved up from. We had a, a session, like I think my senior session was a three-hour session with hair and makeup for like two fifty. Sure. And then our album was a little over a thousand, and we made like a pre-commitment bundle, just made it a, a pre, pre-offer. pre So when we were doing the consultation meeting, we would say, if you will commit to an album, we'll knock this certain price off and knock it down to $1,000. Plus, we'll give you 20% off everything else. So everybody was, that, that was very little barrier there. Everybody was in on that right away. So that we did about six, six or seven years ago. And uh, two years later, we made it mandatory. Yeah, because okay. if you had enough clients that were doing it, why not just like, this is who we are and this is what we do? Because that's outside of your building. That's probably what they were talking about anyways, right? Right. They're talking about like, hey, you can, go, you can go to Nate and get this thing for a grand and it's awesome. And so why not just like make it part of your yep. branding? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the industry. Um, if, there's, if there's nothing else that you want to share about what's working now. I could go back on one story. Yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. You, one story about this, and this is just kind of where it's where it was to where it is. Um, a few years ago, I had a dad come in with uh, the pre-consult meeting we do. We have the parents and the senior come in and get to know them, and we're going over what we say we're going to go over goals and pricing and investment and everything. And he picked up the the eight-inch album and he was shaking it at me, yelling a thousand dollars for this, and then he threw it on the the coffee table in between us and mom was looking just morbid and angry and finally she lashes out at him and says like you didn't have a problem spending a thousand dollars on your speakers or something like that this is your son and the the message was sent and received Uh, so we did the whole session everything went great he came back two years later with their second son and he entered when he came back into the their meeting he said I don't know if you remember me but uh, I kind of treated you a little rough last time we were here and, but I just want to thank you for teaching us about experience as a family together and enjoying things together, and it isn't all material. Um, that changed our whole life. And so holding the line on what you do, when I, when I say this, like you just said, this is you know what you do, this is what you do, and on the outside, people know you do it. When you hold the line on that, people can learn to appreciate that, and you get known for it. And But he actually came back and thanked me for changing the way they go on family vacations. They do all this stuff now that's experience based rather than materialistic. So yeah, and what's so interesting too is, I think sometimes he was obviously having a bad day, right? And you don't know why. It probably had nothing to do with you. It probably had nothing to do with thousand dollars. It probably had something that we would never understand. And sometimes I think we make decisions in our business just because somebody came to our business on a bad day, 
and they said something that they didn't even really mean, or they, you know, it was escalated way past what they thought it should be. And then you just like start making changes in your business. Like, well, this one person mentioned this, and you go somewhere, and you should just probably hold true to where you are because either that one person's an outlier or they're just having a bad day. Right. If it's not for them, it's not for them. And a lot of the time, it's just lack of education or appreciation for it and a little massaging, some salesmanship, and you can get people to. You're not fooling them into believing it. You're being authentic about it. And I know that 80 to 100 families a year love what I do. So they're not wrong. So you yeah, get exactly. one every now and then. Yeah, no, of course. You can't please everybody, you know. And some people truly can't afford $1,000. And other people, you know, just don't value photography. For you. So you never know why. But you should. Right. You say, this is what I want to do for 80 to 100 families a year. And you just stick to it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's move on and let's talk about the industry real quick. So the question is like, what is one thing that has you fired up about the industry? But maybe fired up isn't the best word, but like when you think about the industry, what do you think about? Well, I've been, this is my 10th year as a professional in the industry. I did it for about five years on the side before that. Um, but I'm, I'm very optimistic. I think, I think the whole, I think more than 50% of the industry is starting to believe this, but I think we're past the the neighbor with a camera era. I think the appreciation for professionals is back. Even even when somebody owns, I have a lot of clients that do photography on the side, but they say, but I know this is my son's senior portraits and I'm coming to the professional for this. And I see that more and more. And in the corporate world as well, the giant photography budgets of the past are probably gone, but I have a lot of clients that, that 10 years ago were doing things themselves or on the side and now they're they're hiring full-rate professionals again. Yeah, I think some of it probably is the economy, but also I just think, yeah, our industry has been flattened a little bit, and the professional didn't get pushed out. You know, everybody was worried for a long time as the as you know as the industry is getting flattened. Oh, the photographer, the professional is going to get pushed out, and what's going to be left is these neighbor photographers, and that's not what happened. The, the neighborhood people got pushed out, you know, by professionals and by you know, iPhone photographers and kind of I'm collapsing it. And I just think, yeah, I think it's back. It feels good. Like people, images are so relevant in their life now online and stuff like that, that people value what we do again, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that too is embracing the new people that are coming into this rather than shunning them away and keeping them as that neighbor photographer, embracing them and helping them rise up to the professional level. Um, What's the line about all ships and tides rising together, but that's, I'm, the president of our local guild at the TCPPA, and we that is our stern belief that we we all we want to be open armed and help everybody rise to a level so that mediocrity doesn't become the norm. Yeah, exactly. And I think for a while there, we were worried that was going to happen. You know, that, that mediocrity was going to be the norm, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like a lot of people grew out of it. Everyone's a lot more people using lighting and doing better in sales and stuff like that. And I just think with the economy getting better and unemployment being like below four percent or whatever it is now, too, a lot of people that truly didn't do it because they want to do it for a living, they just did it for to make to make sure. to make money they went back and got jobs now because there's just so many jobs that are available. So that I think that help, helped yeah. as well. I think, let me tell you this real quick, one of the bad parts I think about consolidation in our industry with people going back to work and leaving our industry is for a while there, we had a lot of photographers and the competition was really fierce, but it also, there was a lot of marketing about photography. And so somebody may spend $1,000 to market to a group of people and then they may know you um, so, or know of you so they came to you. So you got to benefit from some of those marketing dollars. So I don't see as many marketing dollars from photographers out right there out there now. Um, so I think you got to up, up your marketing a little bit. But when people do decide to use photography, it's nice that there's not as many people to choose from. 
Sure. You know, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so the next section is called our lightning round, and it just has some quick questions, and we can take definitely, you know, a couple minutes to uh, um, to talk about these. We don't have to go through them super fast. So when you were first starting, what was holding you back from being a photographer? Um, I would definitely say because I didn't come out of school and go into this, I had already had an established career. I worked for a printing company and was kind of the director of technology, so basically an IT job. Money would be what what was the belief in what you could make a year in this? Was it a starving artist thing or was it a real thing? And you mentioned After Dark in 2009. I went to my first After Dark, the very first After Dark there was. And I remember seeing a guy I'll pull up in his Range Rover and get out. And back then he had the uh, the sparkly jeans on that nobody had yet. Right, that right. was way before everybody was wearing them. <laughs> and I thought, wait a second, you're a photographer? You're an artist? Hold on. I, my whole conception of... Uh, or perception of um, artists was, you, it was a crafty thing you did on weekends and made a little money. But all of a sudden I started hearing about million dollar studios and that you could actually make some money in this industry. And then through whatever fate plan you want to call it, uh, my my job started to disintegrate. So the company I worked for had a very narrow mind and they were not advancing with technology. And eventually we got to a point where they were giving 10% paid de- deductions and then 10% hours decreases. And I got down to two day, two full days off a week with 20% less pay plus all that lack of hours. Um, so in all my free time, every night, every weekend, and those two days, I built my business to, the, to a point where it was a small, rather than taking a big leap of faith, it was just a quick step across a little crick mm-hmm. into a new career. So yeah, that's that's really awesome. So there was like kind of a transition. I did something similar. Allison ran our business straight out of college and did it for a while. But when I was I was teaching when we first built it, so we could pay our bills, and um, and I was able to go from full time to part time teaching. So I wasn't asked for a ten for a ten percent decrease in pay in hours. Like I made the choice. So I actually went from full time to three quarter time to half time, and then I was like, I'm done. Yeah, that- um, and that worked pretty good for us too. So yeah, it's like you know, there's this fear: can you make money? But if you can find some kind of transition. To definitely move towards it. So yeah. So just in case you guys hear, there's a little bit of a lightning storm behind us. Like Nate can look. He's he's worried about weather, but there's actually no, there's actually no like visible weather, but we can hear it. So if you guys hear some rumbling, it's not because we haven't had lunch. It's just just some lightning. So so if I could give you if I gave you a thousand dollars right now and you had to buy something like photo business like photo industry related, what would you spend that thousand dollars on? No question. I would uh, pull out. Another six or seven hundred dollars out of my own wallet, sure. add it to your thousand, and buy myself another Profoto B10 light. Okay, so because yeah, so talk talk. So lighting is important to you. I mean, obviously you have great lights. I mean, we saw these at After Dark as well. But I mean, that that's your thing, huh? Yeah, I I have my whole studio. I converted to Profoto a couple of years ago, and the B10 is my highest recommendation because I'd finally got a pair of them this past year. And they have a modeling lamp in them that's LED, super bright, and you can change the color temperature. So they're a constant light and a strobe. So and they're the size of a twenty-four to seventy lens. Yeah, no, I've saw the size of them. Like, there's like two of them that come in a case now, right? Like, there's like you can buy a case form that they come. Yeah, together. Yeah, they come in a backpack if you get the kit of two. That's plenty of money. But just yeah. one is nice to have because I throw it right in my camera bag, and it's just in one of the lens slots, and that way. I, I'll have my B, B1s with me and use those. But if I want to pop a third light or some, an effect light in there that I didn't expect to use, it's just sitting there ready to go. 
That's awesome. Um, okay, so then I give you this thousand dollars, but then what would you not buy in the photo industry? Like, what do you think would be like just a waste of money? Well, I'm not. Uh, I, I try and stay away from anything negative. So okay, um, okay, fair. But the I I kind of came up with a generic answer for that, like the gimmicky stuff, the okay. the flash in the pan, the something that just seems too good to be true, or maybe some flashy person is selling it and it just doesn't seem proven yet. Mm-hmm. Um, those are what I stay away from. I want it. I want to see a process. Jessica Robinson, you've had on here recently, or Robertson, I apologize. Um, she, she has a, like a business in a book template ready to go. She's working that system that, or, or that's, it works for her yeah. and you can, it's a lot of work to get to that point that she has. So that's fast forward, buy it, own it, you're all set, save you tons of time. That's a great purchase. Some of the, there's a lot of things that new people come out with and they're just kind of like as seen on TV products. So yeah. not slamming hers. Hers is an awesome thing. Highly yeah. recommending it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things you got to watch out for. Well, it's so interesting. It's like in life, and I've never thought about this until you just brought this up. In life, I'm an early adopter, right? Like something new comes out, I, I tend to want to buy it pretty early. I've been really last couple of years been trying really not to do that but you know like a product comes out especially in technology and I'm like yeah I'll buy it but in our industry I do not do that and I think it's because there's so much gimmicky stuff out there that I look at it and I'm like man like I want I want tried and true and like tested in the studio to see if it actually works yeah which makes a lot of sense so um that's awesome okay what's the best advice that you've ever received well there's a, a quote somebody told me and it said if you if you doubled your prices and lost lost half of your clients, you would still be making the same amount of money doing half the work. So, I that's I've had a lot of people throw that back and say, yeah, but if you doubled them, you could lose everybody, not just half. Yeah, I doubt but, I doubt you would, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically, to anybody new out there, don't be undercutting the market. There's there's a lot of costs you're not thinking about, a lot of overhead. It's easy to look and think like you just bought this camera and you're going to buy some prints from a lab and sell them to your client for double what you paid for the print. Well, there's a lot more that goes into it. So sure. understand pricing is the biggest thing I can tell people and and don't undercut yourself. There's a lot of risk at dedicating your life to this and never making enough to actually get out of the hole you've created for yourself. So um, talk to an expert and... Set your prices where you, to a value yeah. you should be at. And I wish I could describe this on the podcast, but it's a really bad example. But I've seen this pricing model where there's like three hills, and the up and down of the hill is like how much demand there is. And then, so on the very far left of the graph would be like free. So the bottom of the graph is like price, you know, as you go from left to right, more expensive. And then up and down is like how much demand is. So there's this huge demand for free, but then it falls off very quickly. As soon as you move away from free and goes almost down to nothing, and then it works its way back up the hill towards like a normal market price. And I think a lot of people actually char- don't charge enough, and they get stuck dealing with the people that want free and and pay a little versus like being in the middle of the market where you just have like the majority of people. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I had uh, I had, my dream vehicle was a Cadillac Escalade, and yeah. I'm from a small town, and there was a lot of perception on what a lot of a lot in between my ears on what would happen. To the perception if I got that. Oh, who's he think he is and this yeah. and that. And a very successful photographer looked me square in the eye and said, you're worried about the people that aren't coming to you now, what they would think. What about, or you're worried about the people you don't really want to come to you. What about the people that aren't coming to you because you don't have that? Yeah, exactly. And, and that was a big eye opener. Yeah. And we, we went to something similar. That's really interesting. Like 
a couple of years into our business, we bought a BMW and a lot of people in town talked about it and um, it was fine. And it ended up being like the worst car ever. I'm sure BMW will sue me for this, but um, we, but it was fine. Um, but yeah, it kind of was this perception. I think it actually helped our business a little bit. And then, re- then after that car, my wife wanted something really simple and she's like, I want a Subaru. And I was just so worried, like, Oh, well, like, you know, we have an image now and, and and we we worked through it because it's not about the car, but it was it was I think it was a confidence boost for us too. Like, and people said, "Oh well, they're obviously doing well." You know, we were just breaking in the market. They're doing well because she drives a BMW. So, like, and then you know, lots of perception around that. It's really interesting. So yeah. that's really cool. So, do you have an Escalade now that you drive? I did get one for Christmas. This that's year. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> What's a personal habit you think contributes to your success? Um, if if you ask my wife that, there are so many bad habits I have. My <laughs> office is a mess. Everything's a I, I blame it on being creative, I guess, but not so much a habit, just a, a belief. I hate redundancy. So okay. that's like redundancy is my enemy. So it's so really nice to work with different people and find what's different about them all the time. So I'm not going out to the same spot, the same column, the same rock pile, the same thing every time. I People ask, so where do we want to do your pictures? Um, you got some cool spots and I don't. Most of the cool spots are in your life that I don't even know about yet. Let me come find them because yeah. I don't want to go back to the same place. Yeah. Now that is not that's kind of anti-business because systems are a good thing. Yeah. And it's nice to know that at four o'clock the sun's going to be there and this place works. Yeah. So for families we locate more spots or locations, sure. but for seniors, the the fact that I get to go out and find their property and what their life is all about is just ideal for my state of mind. Yeah, for creativity. Like it spurs creativity because you're like you look at a tree and you're like, oh that tree's really cool. And that there may be a similar tree in a park you go to all the time and you just don't want to shoot there because yeah, yeah. It makes sense. And also like when we travel a lot, I look like I'm here we're here at sync and I'm looking around the hotel and I'm like, I could shoot there and I could shoot there. And we have hotels in our where we live and I just don't shoot at them because I'm like, eh, but this one I'm like, oh, you know, it just is different. So the creativity really gets going when yeah. you're different yeah, places. Yeah, when it's different. That makes sense. But yeah, I like the idea of like with families, you're a little bit more careful with that. Like I'm going to have 17 people. I'm not going to take them to some place I've never been. We're going to go to a place that I know I can, you know, just work with those 17 people and get the shot kind of yeah. thing. That and, and we'll go to their place, but I'll go scout it out beforehand. It's yeah. not quite a spur of the moment. But the other thing with the seniors too, when it's their location, the sentimental value yeah. is way higher so they can look back on that and and it's their story again. Yeah, that's awesome. Share an internet resource with us that you got that you use. Um, I like I, I I'm at we're at sync right now and yeah. I go to imaging. I'm I was telling you earlier I'm a convention junkie. So yeah. I believe in in-person education. But my, the best I could come up with for an internet resource is to tied RGG EDU, which okay. is now called Pro EDU. I believe they changed their name, something like that. Okay. It's an online um, big big tutorials. So and back when they started, they were more than double what they cost now. Okay. They've kind of gone more of a volume method, but lower prices. I own most of those. And then Front Row is actually a new product out there. Um, similar, but more in-depth. But uh, my friends at WHCC are are the backing on that. So okay. I think those... those. I'm not a big fan of uh, Creative Live or YouTube or some of the things that are bigger short snippets or... Yeah. Whatever these very in-depth ones where you get the entire story out of it. Yeah. Very well put together, beautifully produced, things like that. They're very enjoyable to watch. So well, and I think you and I are both on a point in our career where 
we need like the backstory, right? Because we're like, we don't want to go down this road of something that's not tested, tied, like tried and true tested. And we want to know the backstory. Like, okay, why is that working for you? Or why, how do you actually do that in this situation? And you, you want, we want more depth than we want width, you know? And so that's why I like coming to sync as well Is like, it really is a deep dive into just into things instead of just like this overarching yeah. you know, idea. So just more polished and professional. Yeah, I yeah. agree. What is a book that you would recommend to our audience? Um, years ago, uh, they gave away, uh, White House gave away a book that Sarah Petty wrote called Worth Every Penny. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I'm not a big reader, which if I could fix or change one thing about me, mm-hmm. and if there was a magic pill to swallow and all of a sudden tomorrow I'm a great reader, that would be the best. But I'm actually, that's my bucket list or my personal goal to to achieve in the next year or two. But that one is a nice, easy read, small book, but just totally drives it through that you need to take care of yourself and charge the appropriate pricing. In that, yeah, I mean, it's obviously the title is worth every penny, but it also just tells you like how important the work that we do in, the, in our industry is to people, and you have to remember that, and you can charge for it because it's sometimes the most important thing in their lives at that moment, you know, and we forget that sometimes. So... You can do this in either either way. You can give your parting guidance and um, or tell people where to connect. It doesn't matter what order you do. Start with how to connect with you, and then we'll we'll end with the parting guidance. Okay. Well, I don't have a store or anything. I don't sell anything. I just kind of give back out of the kindness of my heart for now. This industry has given me a lot and gotten me to where I am and basically replaced not only my career, but my wife as well. So um, I just got my craftsman. So we're about even. So pretty quick, we might start up with a little side side gig on this or just start really focusing on our studio again. But you can find me on Instagram at NP Design Photo or Facebook. Just look up Nate Peterson or if you just, uh, the URL is Nate Peterson 78 will take you right to me. And then my business is NP Design and Photography on Facebook. And then the website is npdesignphotography.com. Awesome. So parting guidance, uh, just, you know, what do you have for our audience just to wrap it up? Um, one talking about how important we are, the the worth every penny thing. I, I hope that message is getting out there to everybody. But I, I had a a bad day last year, and somebody told me, and I I wake up every day to this, no matter how tired you are, no matter what you're going through. We I have some early morning sessions, and I'm not much of a morning guy. But the piece of advice I live by now is, no matter how tired you are or what you're going through on a given day, it's not about you. That day is the one day that that senior is with you, and it means everything to them. They're counting on you to deliver. Yeah, and that's so true. And I, I wish I had you know a better perspective every day about that. You know, because I just I get worn out in my office checking my emails and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that because I think it is so important that this is our one moment to you know they look forward to this for so long, and we get we have a big obligation to make it awesome for them. So yeah. awesome. Well, thanks so much um, for being on the podcast. You know, like I said, the weather's blowing in, so we'll have to figure out how to get you back to the conference dry. But <laughs> we'll figure it uh, out. Um, so, but thanks so much. Um, everybody, Nate Peterson, check him out online. He awesome. I've now met him a couple times and really class act in our industry. And I, um, I hope you the best of success. So thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.